Hey, Hope family. Sorry for no podcast yesterday, but uh, we did finish up the Beatitudes on Wednesday, and we will continue moving through the Sermon on the Mount today. But before we do that, just a reminder that you can submit questions to be answered on future episodes by emailing hopedaily at hopechristianfellowship.org. And we will actually have our first Q&A episode on Tuesday, so make sure you tune in for that. Also, reminders that we are back to in-person Sunday services and doing our best to comply with 50-person limit by having uh, multiple overflow rooms in case our auditorium fills up. We are also back to in-person Wednesday night Bible studies. Pastor Mark will continue to take us through uh, Ephesians for the next couple of weeks. And uh, both of those are available on our Facebook live stream as well, the 10 o'clock service on Sundays, and then that's 7 o'clock on Wednesday nights. Then starting on July 1st, we'll be starting a new series on Wednesday nights that uh, will take us through all of July and all of August. And I'm calling it uh, Becoming Peacemakers. And we will be going through Dan White Jr.'s book, Love Over Fear, Facing Monsters, Befriending Enemies, and Healing Our Polarized World. We have created an online sign-up for that, not because you have to sign up to be able to show up, but just to give us an idea of how many books we're going to need and make sure that everyone has their books as of that first week. Now, today's devotional takes us to Matthew 5, 13-16 for some familiar but very timely words. Jesus says this, You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. So we have two analogies here. Jesus is saying that you are the salt of the earth and you are the light of the world. In the first century, salt had two purposes, and we still use salt for these reasons, but uh, less so thanks to refrigeration. Uh, salt was used to preserve, as to preserve meat. Uh, to keep it from spoiling. And so when Jesus says that you are the salt of the earth, then we are in part to preserve, to keep the earth, the world, the uh, people that make up the world, cultures and traditions, keep them from spoiling, from going rotten, from going bad. And there are many ways, I think, that Christians throughout history have tried to do this. Um, and it feels like lately, or at least as I've grown up, that withdrawal was one of them. That we are to kind of make ourselves separate from the world. And so we watch different movies and we support different businesses. And m maybe some of those things are good, but salt does not preserve meat by withdrawing from the meat. It, it covers it. And it, it redeems it. And I think in some way, that's what we are supposed to do as we preserve the world, as we keep it from rotting and from spoiling. It's not to run away and to retreat, but instead to almost infiltrate, like to be a part of the world, but to 
preserve it, to keep it fresh, to redeem the systems and the the things that we are a part of. And that's why Christians aren't all called to be pastors or aren't all called to work in ministry, because then we'd all be separate from the world. But instead, we all have different callings. We're teachers and we're lawyers and doctors and uh, we work in government, we work in landscaping, we work as artists, as musicians, we work in all different types of fields because we are supposed to preserve, we are supposed to cover the earth, cover all different spectrums of the world and to preserve and to keep it from spoiling. The other thing we do by doing that is we add flavor. That's the other thing that salt was used for, was to add flavor, to make something taste better. And I think we do that in the same way by all the working in all the different fields that we work in. Uh, we do great work in those areas. A couple weeks ago, or maybe even a month months ago now, I did a devotional podcast that I called "Your Job Matters," and it does because we're called to do great work. That that is a testimony in and of itself. Just as salt makes things better. We are to make things better. Whatever it is that we are a part of, we should be doing great work. We should be making that better with our presence. And then Jesus says that you are the light of the world. And I think light is such a multifaceted analogy here, but just a few things. Light is undeniable that when you are in darkness and a light shows up, it changes everything. Light is inescapable. Darkness shall not overcome light. It, it can't happen. Light is always more powerful than darkness. And light really shows no favoritism. Light goes wherever it can go. And so it shines on the good and on the bad. Light can be shocking and even like painful or jarring when it's unexpected. And so certainly uh, we have that effect on the world from time to time. That should not be our goal to always uh, be so fierce that we are almost offensive to people. But when we live differently from the world, that will be shocking and jarring. But much as light first thing in the morning, you're like, oh man, it's too bright. And you want to like recoil from it. But it doesn't take long for you to warm up and to appreciate the light as soon as you want to look for something that you can't find. And so we should have that same effect. And I think what's important to note is that Jesus says that the ultimate purpose is not for the individual Christian to shine or to be looked at, but instead he says, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your father who is in heaven. That ultimately it is for the glory of God that we are letting our light shine. Now I just want to point out two quick things and there probably could be many more but we are to be the salt and the light so what hinders us from doing that what are some hindrances that we might come up against that would keep us from being salt and light i think we see this example or this analogy of salt used in a few other places by jesus in 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 other gospels in mark chapter 9 verse 50 i think we get a little bit of a hint Jesus says, salt is good, but if the salt lost its saltiness, how will you make it salty again? Have salt in yourselves and be at peace 
with one another. Be at peace with one another. That there's something about brothers and sisters of Christ being at peace with one another and getting along that is salty, that preserves, that keeps things fresh, that adds flavor. And I think we can see that in our wider world, that as everyone is not getting along, everyone is fighting to be heard, but not willing to listen. And everyone is posturing to make sure that they are right and they know enough to be able to shoot the other person down, that as brothers and sisters in Christ, we are to be unified and we are to be at peace with one another. Jesus says that, Elsewhere, Jesus says that they will know you by the way that you love one another. That even though we are different, we look different physically, we act different, we even believe some different things, we hold different different things as more valuable than others, but we come together and we are at peace with one another. And that is at least in one sense what it means to be salty or to be the salt of the earth. The other is in Matthew chapter 14 and, or I'm sorry, Luke chapter 14 in verse 34 and 35, Jesus says what we've kind of already heard, salt is good, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is of no use either for the soil or the manure pile. It is thrown away. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And this comes right after Jesus talks about the cost of discipleship. Where Jesus says that if anyone comes after me, he is to deny himself and carry his own cross. So there's this idea of discipleship, being a follower of Jesus. I think we minimize what it means to be a Christian by saying a prayer and accepting Jesus into our heart. And it's kind of this one and done type deal. But this idea of discipleship is an ongoing thing. We are to pick up our crosses daily. And so Being the salt of the earth and the light of the world is not a one-time thing. And well, now I'm salt and I will forever be the salt of the earth. Or I'm the light of the world and I will forever be the light of the world. This is something that we have to choose to do daily. And so I leave you with that thought. What are you doing today to make sure that you do not lose your saltiness? To make sure that your light is not hidden, but instead that you are a city on a hill. What is the work that you are doing today to continue your discipleship, to pick up your cross, and to continue to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world?